Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And available wherever fine podcasts are, be sure to hit that subscribe button. A little notify bell next to it on the YouTube if you want to always get your new Going In Raw content. And if you're on any of the wonderful podcast apps listening to the show, leave us a rating or a review. Yes, it's please. a great way. Including Spotify. We're on Spotify now. The road to Spotify is complete. We are there. Very exciting days. We're also on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, where 54 wonderful patrons are watching this podcast as a live stream as we record it. We just got done with our pre-show. We're going to have a lovely post-show after it. You got to sign them. Let me get to the show. We'll sign sign them now. Let me get to the show. You got a couple of cards here for Zach Stolpel, one of our great friendos who won chat trivia like ages ago. That's the thing we do for patrons only after our Wednesday episode. Yeah, today's Tuesday, though. Today is Tuesday, but I want to get these sent off. Yes, I'll do it. Let's finish the show. It's taken me forever to do this. Anyways, we're also at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in raw. We'll talk what about do you later, got? What do you got? Oh, my goodness. You got yours on, too. I have, well, look at this right here, a breakdown of his Hall of Fame video. I don't take notes very often, you but I did, notes. I did just for this. How many it's, times did he say, damn, I'm good during that? It's literally segment. a shot. I can find out. We'll talk when All we right. get there. Yeah. We're going to talk about Jeff Jarrett going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, our apologies for not uh, doing a video yesterday. Um, it's a holiday, usually like on, on kind of like the, the, the non-major holidays. The we federal still, holidays here in America. We'll still work, but yesterday we just didn't. Yeah, I feel like it, we just start not doing the federal holidays. Okay, usually, yeah. Usually. I mean, sometimes we've done an Ask Stephen Larson beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's fine if we can get something done if we in advance. Do. If we can do that, great. Well, once we get to the office, which we're on the road to office space, we're counting down the days now. We're about 10, yeah, about 10 days, less than that. Yeah. Nine days, I think, away from hopefully getting internet. The construction actually going down at the office space. Yes, and once that happens, then we can actually fully move in. We've got the backdrop. I've ordered the sign. Yeah. Our new going in raw sign. We're going to have a new logo. We're kind of rebranding stuff a little bit. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. I got some more uh, acoustic uh, tiles put on the floor. I am less and less enamored with this office because we're so close to new office. Uh Like, I don't really like coming in here anymore. A lot of it has to do with my office chair. (laughs) <laughs> you spend all that money in that office chair, you don't use it. Well, I put it, I took it to the new office. Oh, good. But even there, I don't like it. It's not. It's too ergonomically. It's too ergonomically sound. Yeah. And it's not comfortable enough. I'm fine if my back takes a bit of a thrashing. If I get comfort. Okay. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, my back feels great, but I really don't want to be here right now. Yeah. It's not conducive to working. It, it, it supports the back, but it makes the rest of you uncomfortable. Exactly. Anyways, our apologies. We'll try to we'll, uh, at least give you more of a heads up in the future. Um, we're not going to have our usually scheduled content up. Yeah, it'd be good to know, like, the... the, the in advance. We can just tell them, yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing. We put out a lot of content. Yeah. We do a very good job with that. Yeah, like... We're very so. prolific. Yeah. And uh, federal holidays, I think we can spend with our families. Oh, I agree. Okay, good. I like that. I got to go to Sutter's Fort yesterday, the first time in like 25 years. Um, of course, the location where Bill Sutter, 
took on uh, a bunch of landing aliens. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, this will be all detailed and truth exposed. Our news, or I'm sure they did an episode of Ancient Aliens on it. (laughs) That guy's amazing. Anyway, he's got some pretty uh, interesting hair. (laughs) I know exactly when you're when you're talking so much weird shit and. All people can focus on is your hair. You know your hair is very strange. Yeah. Because he says the weirdest crap. But all I'm looking at is his hair. What credentials does that guy have? I have no idea. Is he like a teacher? He's probably like a teacher somewhere. Maybe. That's weird. Like that guy, A, has like is credentialed to do anything. Well, depending on the school. He knows it's all crap, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, at what point did Ancient Aliens, the show, just say, you know what? We're not going to get anybody that's really, that that's legit. It kind of feels like a show that jumped the shark from, like, the pilot. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, and yet it's fascinating stuff. Well, the, the funny thing about that show is that it, 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 each show will start with a kernel of an interesting idea, <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. And then just rampant speculation for yeah. like 30 to 60 minutes. Well, that's what I want Truth Exposed to be. Oh, all right. So no research. <laughs> no, no, we have to research. But, I mean, there, come on. How much research can you really do on... Well, let's read the Wikipedia page and that's it. No, well, that's the extent of the research. And then an hour of speculation. Yeah, exactly. And uninformed uh, uh, connections of dots. Tom Foolery. Yes. Anyways, no, I want to be the definitive voice on conspiracy. Oh, all, yeah, right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Anyways, uh, wow, wowie wow, what a performance from Seth Rollins. Yeah, on Raw, holy top ten Raw performance ever. Holy crap! We were trying to scramble together like a a countout list for this weekend mm-hmm. for that. We might still try to do yeah, that. Yeah, I got right? six ideas. Oh, good. Okay, cool. So we need four more. Okay. Well, we'll talk to chat about it. Yeah, we'll talk to chat about it. Chat. Hey, chat. All 54 Post show. Post show. Post show. Let us know what you guys think. Not right now, because we're not going to see. Yeah. We'll ask you in the post show. Best performances ever on Monday Night Raw itself. Not SmackDown. Monday Night Raw. Just Monday Night Raw. Just Monday Night Raw. Think it over. You've got about an hour to come up with, with ideas. Don't send them to us now. I don't want to hear them now. Remind you after the show is over. Anyway, let's talk about Raw itself. That's what we're here to do right now. Yeah, man. Let me bring up some notes. So uh, the show kicked off with the gauntlet match. All seven participants of uh, Sunday's Elimination Chamber match going uh, head-to-head gauntlet mm-hmm. style. Yeah. Before we actually got any action, we got a, 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 a riveting Roman Reigns <laughs> interview. Yeah. Man, he had lose face during his interview. <laughs> he had he had roll-up lose face. Yeah, man. man. He seemed like, even during the match, he seemed kind of checked out. Yeah. Did you get that? Uh, he, was, he was setting up for a spear, and he was grabbing the ropes, like trying to fire up the crowd. Yeah, you know, okay. And there was zero intensity behind it. You know how I just said, like, minutes ago, I'm kind of over this office space because we're on the road to office space? I think he's on the road to WrestleMania, and so he is just cruise control. Senioritis. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's like, the graduation day. He's like, all this is just whatever. And then just, I'm going to talk to Brock, and I'll be with Brock next week, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that in a second because Braun Strowman had some pretty strong words too, and I he wonder did. he did. I want it's going to be a letdown if it's not Roman versus Brock, right? Yeah. Are we going to get? Uh, well, I mean, in terms of entertainment factor, no. But in terms of finally culminating the story, yes. If Braun wins at Elimination Chamber, yeah, aren't we all just going to be waiting for the moment on Raw where they pull a swerve and somehow yeah. get Roman into or, that spot? Yeah, either Braun or Seth Rollins. Up until the very moment when the entrances are supposed to happen, we're going to be like, 
Where's Roman? They're going to have an a, a emergency Money in the Bank ladder match. Right, exactly, yeah. So Roman can win that. To open the show. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because yeah, it's got to be Roman. But then there's, like, people on Twitter trying to start this stuff about, oh, well, now there's truth-exposed conspiracy video proof of Roman Reigns' drug stuff. Oh, I saw that. Did you see? Oh, you just saw, like, the speculation also? No, I watched the actual video. Oh, what was the actual video? It was the same guy that, that was interviewing... Uh, that we talked about on Dirt Sheet. Right? Oh, yeah, sure. Back. Same guy. Um, the, the video posted yesterday, I guess, was more focused on Josh Demel. Okay. And the evidence as far as his interactions with this guy who was arrested. Yeah. And they said, John Bravo, the guy who did the video, said next episode he would show evidence oh. of Roman Reigns uh, buying stuff from this guy. Next episode. And he was cool. stuff like Reigns was buying stuff that wasn't meant for human consumption and stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. So. Wow. Do you think that could explain? So Roman Reigns gave a very lackluster interview, but I mean, it's just Roman Reigns. Um, then we had Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins in a really, really fantastic section of the gauntlet match. Yes. I thought this was really, really good. Um, Seth beat Roman Reigns with the roll-up. He attempted a curb stomp at one point, yeah. didn't hit it, or they're just calling it the stomp now, I guess. Um, yeah, how come they're not calling it the curb stomp? I don't want to speculate too far into it. Or but why don't they call it the blackout? That's what it was in the Indies. I wish they would NXT. call it the blackout. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, this is pure speculation on my part. I have no idea. Whenever I've thought about the curb stomp, I've always thought about American History X. That's which true. has a really yeah, nasty, obvious connotation to it. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if, if that was why. Um, but uh, but anyway, Seth ended up. They uh, Roman tried to get Seth with a roll-up. Uh, Seth reversed that into his own roll-up. Yeah, yeah. He was able to like put his weight down on Roman. Yeah. And he got the pinfall on Roman Reigns. Yeah, there's a couple so of really my, good... My theory is completely blown out of the there's water. There's a couple of really good spots in this match. Um, uh, Seth tried to do some top rope thing. Reigns countered with a nasty Superman punch. Yeah. Um, uh, Reigns went for a spear and did a really... Try to get the crowd hyped up with the least amount of intensity possible. Mm-hmm. Like, um uh, Seth reversed that. A lot of good back and forth, and they established Seth selling some sort of leg ailment early mm-hmm. on. This yeah, time. yeah. That would eventually pay off in the third portion of this. It always, yeah, it always, it freaks me out whenever Seth starts grabbing that leg. I know. Starts grabbing the leg, but no, like more specifically when he goes, not just that, when he goes up to the top and he does like a flippy thing. And oh, the Phoenix Blaster lays on his feet. But it lands on his feet instead. I'm like, oh, God. I know. Oh, God. I mean, I'm sure he's totally capable of doing that and being fine, but, God, it freaks me out. Yeah, me too. And that's not even what he, you know, how he injured his knee in the first place. It still freaks me out. Yeah, I know. Um, but, yeah, so uh, Seth Rollins got the roll-up. Um, Roman Reigns looked beside himself. Or he looked he looked like... Um, he looked mildly annoyed. You got me on this one. You got me on this one. Like, well, it's like, not... Here, we'll talk again on April 8th. Yeah. He has the upper hand that day. <laughs> exactly. He's like, well, I mean, this wasn't really that important a match, so, you this know. Like, that's cool to save my energy for Elimination Chamber. Exactly. You away. know, I mean, that's the funny thing is that there, there weren't really any stakes involved here. No, they tried. That's the one thing they tried to do in this gauntlet match. They tried to make it seem like there were stakes involved. Mm-hmm. When there really wasn't any. They were saying that Rawls was wrestling for, the, for momentum. Yeah. Yeah. But if you wrestle for more than an hour... And exhaust yourself. <laughs> exactly. Meant to me, my have by winning this match well, would have been almost two hours if you mm-hmm. won. I mean, is that really worth exhausting yourself? Yeah. For a shot at the, the Universal Title Mania. Probably well, haven't I mean? I, I like the way John Cena sold his um yeah his loss because Roman Reigns went like they so 
when the next guy comes out, when Cena comes out, it was kind of of a cool moment. Roman Reigns tried to give Seth Rollins the shield for something. And before Seth really had a chance to to stand up and process it and do this, Cena's music hits. Roman puts his hand down. Cena comes out. He talks to the camera. He's just awash in green. Yeah. Because his shirt, you know, and they do the Tron with all the green. Yeah, yeah. He comes out. Um, as soon as he gets to the ring, while he's doing his, his posing and talking to the crowd, Seth clones lights him from behind. Yeah, that was cool. And then tries to go for the pin. Yeah, yeah great. Roman Reigns saunters out. He gives an interview during the match. So that's what they do. Every time the match continues, whoever just got eliminated, they do an interview backstage, picture-in-picture. Yeah, yeah. picture. And, uh, yeah, his, his, he said exactly what he should have said. He said, you know, this didn't really matter. The Elimination Chamber matters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go and fight Brock Lesnar. Um, so then we had Seth Rollins versus John Cena. Seth Rollins, of course, is already beat up from Roman Reigns. Yeah, he's still in exhaustion. Yeah, and and he's he puts on just a magnificent performance. This is one of those things, you know, Chris Jericho is always able to hang his hat on beating Austin and The Rock in same one night. night. And now Rollins can say the same thing about this era's essentially, you know, contemporaries, yeah. Roman Reigns and John Cena yeah. in, in the same night. Yeah. A masterful, like this segment especially, Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah no, I think this match is really good. Where Cena was was kind of just telling Seth the whole time, just stay down, mm-hmm. just stay down. Yeah, just take take the L, take the loss, get out of here, save something for Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Seth just wouldn't do it. Seth kicked out of a, an AA. Seth gave Cena an AA. That was really, really more great or less one. the deadlift variety that Cena does. Yeah. After already being in the match, and they like kept forty minutes. Yeah, yeah, they kept up, like you know, telling us, "Oh my God, he's been doing this. He's been doing this." I mean, this was this was absolutely an inspired way to kick off Raw. This, I mean, two a two-hour yeah, gauntlet match. It was, but also just coming off the heels of last week, Seth saying, "I want to be the guy, the man again." Right. The guy is Reigns. Sorry, he wants to be the man again. Yeah. He wants to be Monday Night Rollins. Just in w- in one episode, accomplish that. He's essentially a top face on. Well, yeah. him and Braun are top faces. Here, I want to ask you something. We're going to have a problem on Raw here pretty soon. Yeah. Mania. There's too many top faces. Yeah, I know. Of all the top guys it's, on it's Raw. It's so great, though. It's I know, such a great a problem great to have. Talent. The top is so, it's so amazing right now. You know, of the top guys, the only heel I can think of, really, definitively, is The Miz. Roman face. Alas. Yeah, I guess so. He's kind of the pre- on the, the precipice of... Oh, I don't know. Going up the top I don't know. I think they're going to prolong that as long no, as no, possible. No, no, but he just can. hasn't been the company as long. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. He doesn't carry the weight that everybody else has. That's no, I nice. agree with that. He's going to be eating pins. I agree with that. But you have Finn face, Reigns face, Braun face, Seth face. Who am I missing? Say Braun. Uh, Braun, Finn, Roman, John Cena. Seth. And Seth. That's five faces. Yeah. And then you have the Miz, and I guess you can add Elias to that. Yeah. Somebody over here has got, got to turn heel. Yeah, but okay, how many... There, in actuality, I would, I'd say there's actually kind of like three faces. There's Finn, Seth, and Braun. Those are people that the crowd actually loves. Yes. Roman and Cena, they're like monster guys. They're like, you know, hugely... They win. They win. Kayfabe, they're monsters. Yeah. Crowds kind of split on them. You know, they'll always get a reaction of yeah, some yeah, sort. Yeah, yeah. But you can never really guarantee what reaction they're going to get. In terms of how the company views them. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're totally right. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, something's got to change there. There's too many. Even if you view Cena and Reigns as kind of tweeners, a there's cou- too many faces. A couple of them can't. Oh, Bra- no. Braun and Seth definitely can't. Finn can. It should. Finn should go Naito heel. Yeah. But then, I mean, I, you solve your problem storyline-wise because then he can cheat. Yeah. Um, and that's what you kind of need. I think that's what you're getting at, right? Yeah, yeah, you, need, yeah. you need a bad guy in your story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But the crowd's still going to love him. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't matter. 
Yeah, you need bad guys to tell stories. Exactly. Right now, they're kind of short on bad guys. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, so, anyways, yeah. Uh, Venice saw uh, Cena give Seth one AA, roll through, maintain risk control, and effort to give him another one. Seth reverses into a revolution knee, then gives him a super kick. Is that what it's called now? Yeah. As of when? Uh, a few weeks back. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And then gives him a stomp mm-hmm. to beat Cena. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, my God, the crowd freaking blew up. And there's that moment, maybe, I don't know, a third of the way through the match where Seth is just getting beat up, and then Cena kind of does something, and Seth is hulks out, essentially. Gets yeah. Gets in his face. Oh, man. Great stuff. It's just an amazing, fantastic performance. It was so good. Um, Next up, Elias, who storms, sprints to the ring. He's got the DDP belly tape on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his shoulders, like, taped up as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, From the, the base hit from... Uh, a literal base. <laughs> literal base hit for Braun, for Braun Strowman. Strowman. Yeah. Um, he runs to the ring, starts laying into Seth, starts working over the knee that uh, no one else had up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, puts him in a single leg crab, works the knee against the ropes, all that kind of stuff. Cena does an interview mm-hmm. and says he made a sympathetic mistake. Is that how he put it? Yeah, I guess. Um, so there was one. There was, was one moment when Seth was in the corner and and Cena oh, laid yeah. off on and said, "Come on up." up. Yeah. Maybe that's what he was referring to, but that was kind of early on in their match. It was about halfway. Was it halfway? Okay. Yeah, but I he was throughout early. instead of, you know, he he would knock Seth down rather than just capitalize and get on top of him drop it yeah. a right away. He was just kind of, I don't know, not really showing the intensity maybe he should have. I guess that was his point. And you know what? I'll go back to this because we've said this before, and then somebody tweeted it at me, at us last night at Real Going and Raw. Um, about the ridiculousness of Cena saying, I have no path to WrestleMania. Kudos to Cena for making that his story, though. Yeah, I know. You know I mean, I'm sure it was a creative decision. Yeah. But, and it is absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, he says, without the Elimination Chamber win, I'm not going to have a path to WrestleMania. I love that he's, that he's so invested in that storyline that he com- he continually he's all in on it. goes to that. I, I like that. No, you know, it, it's a reason for him... As opposed to Survivor Series, I mean that's the diamond. That's the exact oh, yeah, opposite. Where he's announced on Twitter and just shows up, and he just shows up, not in like the same gear as everybody yeah, else yeah, wearing. Yeah. Like, what team are you even fighting for? Um, he has. Look, it might not be it might not be the most believable of motivations, but it's what he has, and it's a motivation. So I'm I'm happy that they have him back. And I guess if that's the door they're going to use to get Undertaker involved, it makes sense. Mm-hmm, yeah, because the Raw after Elimination Chamber, he'll probably show up. Cena, that is, say, well, I guess I'm not going to be a mania. Gong hits, Undertaker mm-hmm. comes out. Yeah. That's probably how it's going to be. So Elias is working over Seth. Seth comes back. He manages to, I don't know, get another 10 minutes out of Elias before Elias finally hits, drift away, beats Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. After an hour and five minutes, Seth is finally eliminated from this gauntlet match. And I like that I liked that they gave that to Elias. He's a heel. He needs heel heat. heat. Yeah. Next up, Finn Balor. Burgundy Balor. Uh... So are we going to talk Balor power rankings now? Have we concluded? So okay, that's what everybody's talking about. What they just Apollo cruises cruises. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. It rolls up. literally last week. You said Apollo Cruz can't lose. I know. What is that? Oh my gosh. Anyways, because everybody's talking, I was like, why are people why are people bugging about Michael Cole saying Apollo Cruz? And then I was like, oh. Yeah, somebody somebody in the chat here said they got rid of the cruise. Yeah, I was like, just Apollo oh, now. that's what they're talking about. Just Apollo. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so dumb. Oh, man. Apollo's a great name. Yeah. But give me the cruise. I know him as Apollo Cruise. I know. It rolls off the tongue. It really does. Anyways. 
Anyways, next, um, uh, Elias versus Finn Balor. Balor wearing the Burgundy Balor gear. Yeah, there's no more indication. Power, 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 power rank. That Burgundy Balor is... Burgundy Balor is not better than Man Balor. Than Grey Balor. No, it's not. But I dare say it's just a notch below because he lasted almost an hour in the Rumble as Burgundy Balor. Oh, that's a good point. And then last night, he lasted about a half hour. Hold on a second, though. Also, Grey Balor beat Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that's not that... Huge of a feat. You're right, it isn't. It's not. Burgundy Balor's up there. If Burgundy Balor... If, Bur- if he's Burgundy Balor at Mania, not the Demon, if he Oh, wins, that, then, then that's it. Burgundy that's, Balor's number one. Oh, then that's for sure. That's yeah. confirmed. He seems like like huge match Balor is Burgundy Balor. That seems to be big clear match, as day. Big match Balor. Yeah, it's Burgundy Balor. His wine Balor, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So We don't care that he calls it wine Balor, no. right? I like the alliter- I like the alliteration. The alliteration. Go for alliteration every time. Well, you know what Burgundy is. Same that it's a wine. That's why oh, they call okay. it Burgundy. Okay, well, there you in go. France that makes wine. There's Burgundy style of wine. So I'm essentially saying wine, Balor. Okay, yeah, but in a fancy pants way. Alliterative way. An alliterative. I like alliteration. Alliterative. alliterative. Lois Lane, Clark Kent. Yeah. J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. All great alliterative names. Yes. Lex Luthor or Lex, Lex Luger. Luger. You know who else? Double J. Jeff Jarrett. J A Double R E Double F J A Double R E Double T Double D Double Five Double Six Fart. Double J. Taking too far. A Double A. We'll get save all that for your breakdown of the Jeff Jarrett. A Double Five. I'm the greatest. Ain't I great? I have a very damn. I'm great. Ain't I great? I have the best breakdown of his. All right, well, we're not there yet. Hold his on. His two-minute Hall of Fame video. Hold on. So Burgundy Balor gets in the ring. We have Seth Rollins interview. You know, somebody said on Twitter, man, this uh, two-hour gauntlet match means that we're going to get, like, a super quick Raw recap. Uh-uh. No, we need to spend two hours talking about this match. <laughs> and then we're going to spend another two hours talking about Jeff Jarrett's two-minute video. Yeah, I know. Um, Elias starts working over Finn's arm, but it wasn't the one he hurt, I don't think. The scar, I can see the scar in his right arm. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that's just wrestling. You work over the left arm. Yeah. It's just how it is. Yeah. Anyways, um, uh, Seth Rollins gave an interview during this match. Uh, seemed exhausted. I just wanted to yeah, give him. Yeah, he looks exhausted. I wanted to give him my hydro. I hope he gets a couple of days off. I've got a new shark. Oh, from Monterey. And a shark cool. on my hydro here. That's a good looking shark. Lacey got me this. Um, eventually, though, Finn beats Elias with a coup de gras. Mm hmm. Yep. Decent quality match. Yeah, no, it was good stuff. Next. Miz. Miz Taraj comes out, distracts, distracts Finn. Yeah. Miz attacks him from behind. Elias gives an interview backstage during this match. He's so good, man. He is he's, good. he's so good on his interviews. Mm-hmm. He's so flipping good. He said, I'm going to move on and give the greatest performance on the grandest stage of them all. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Oh, I love Elias. Um, towards the end of the match, uh, uh, Balor, tired of the Miz, Miz Taraj, Messing with him, mm-hmm. does like a surprise plancha onto him. I did not see that coming. I was stunned. Yeah, that was Holy great. crap. I was like, ah, because he ran the ropes, and he thought he was going to just bounce off and attack the Miz. But he ducks under, then does a plancha or something like that. And right? the camera's on a long shot, so it's not like the camera was following him, and you were expecting, sometimes they telegraph yeah, it yeah. with TV direction. The camera's a long shot, and you just see Finn like fly full speed out of the ring over the ropes. Yeah. And lands on Miz Taraj. Oh, so good. Oh, man, it was so good. He's mm-hmm. so flipping good. Mm-hmm. Um, Finn goes up to the top rope for a coup de grace. Gets distracted by Miz Taraj. Mm-hmm. Takes out one, takes out the other. Yeah, Miz pulls him off the top rope, gives him the skull-crushing finale, gets the win. Yeah, they're booking the skull-crushing finale pretty strong these well, days. Well, kind of, not really. Well, not against, like, 
I mean, try hitting the. If Miz is going to take on Braun at WrestleMania, he's got to figure out how to hit that on Braun. Well, he did in this match. Oh, did he? Yeah. Man, I missed that one. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, Oh, I, no, I do I do remember that. Guess, no, oh, yeah, that's right. That's when he kicked out and like, threw him out of the ring. Yeah. Okay, that's right. So Finn, It just I, looks ridiculous. Yeah, Finn, though, you know, I guess he'd already been wrestling for a good half hour at least. Mm-hmm. So one skull-crushing finale could do it. Yeah. But we've seen in recent weeks where, like, Roman Reigns kicked out with one skull-crushing finale. Yeah, I know. I want them to book Finn a little bit stronger. Same. I was hoping he'd go a little bit longer. Same. So the last matchup was Miz. I really like this, though. So after, after Miz... Uh, eliminated Finn. I like I like this, and it's also ridiculous that Miz wouldn't realize before he even entered oh, the match. I know at first he's all celebratory, and then he re- he starts to realize, and it's a great job. Hey, kudos to his acting coach, and he's been through you know he's been in a bunch of movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like the look on his face and the crowd reacting to the look on his face, all was fantastic. The whole crowd was chanting Strowman, and he hears them and starts going. Oh. It's like, what did you? Who did you expect was going to come out, man? Think about it. Who hasn't been this match yet? Yeah, it's Braun. Braun's music hits. Braun, just that big screaming Braun, and the big drum, and then the Miz's face just was like, this is going to run out of the ring. Yeah, Braun chasing them down. It's the most terrifying sight. And I love it because at this point they start referring to Braun as a bear. Yeah. As a big, fast grizzly bear. Yeah. And it's so apropos because bears are really fast. Yeah, they can be. And that's always scary to me. Like the fact that, you know, you think of a giant bear probably lumbers around. No. No, you have a thousand pound beast that's running after you. (laughs) Like like Usain Bolt speeds. Yeah, right. I think they can go like 30 miles an hour. Ready to tackle you. Yeah. Well, wasn't that like Usain Bolt's like fast at his fastest? Something like that. He was like 30 miles or 28 miles an hour. run 30 miles an hour. Oh, I don't know. That they seems a little fast. They can go pretty. How fast? Yeah, please check. I will. I'd be more than happy to, to be surprised by the, the blazing speeds the bear can run. A polar bear can run 25 miles an hour. Okay. What about a grizzly? Well, that's got to be around the same as a grizzly bear. Well, I mean, like they're. I don't know if they're. Uh, 30 miles an hour. Right, I was good, right. Oh, my job. God. Good job. I remember that from something. I don't remember cool. what. Man, that's a Usain Bolt. How, how, what's the fastest? Fastest Usain Bolt. Um, 28. Okay. 28. So a bear is faster than Usain Bolt. That's impressive. Although I do remember this. I actually read this. What? That in theory, the fastest humans can could possibly run is 40 miles an hour. Like, we could still get to 10 miles an hour, like, muscular-wise. Yeah, 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 That yeah. we could actually... Like That's the most prim- our body can withstand, probably. Prime human could possibly run 40 miles an hour. I think Braun was, like, eclipsing that. I think he was, like, 45. Because he looked like a car. I know. Chasing after the Miz. It I know. fantastic. It was great. Catches him. Gets him back to the ring. Get a Finn Balor interview where he's like, oh, Miz Taraj. Ooh, Miz Taraj. I'm so angry, but... At Elimination Chamber, would be no Miz Taraj because Finn and Miz and five other people would be locked inside the chamber. Mm-hmm. Miz Taraj stuck outside. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this right now. What do you think the odds are uh, we're going to get Miz Braun or Miz Finn? It's got to be Miz Finn. Yeah. It has to be Miz Finn. Finn. All their Twitter back and forth. This makes this. all the sense in the world. The Finn Balor is winning Intercontinental Gold at WrestleMania. Or he's not and going to SmackDown. Or he could and still go to SmackDown. Who's got the U.S. title right now? Could they do a switcheroo? Bobby Roo does. Yes, oh, they, they could, could do a switcheroo. They should do a switcheroo. Mm-hmm. Turn Bobby heel. Mm-hmm. Come on, just turn him heel. Mm-hmm. We won't want that. Now, Raw's lack of heels would, 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 would 
be helped greatly when Samoa Joe gets healthy. Oh, yeah, big time. So, which could, in theory, be any day now. Yeah. Or any week now. Um, anyways, Miz does hit a skull, skull crushing finale. Is this true? Alex C. in chat said they found fossilized footprints in Africa that they reckon prove the 40 mile per hour theory due to the space between steps. Spoiler alert, it was in Wakanda. It's actually Black Panther that did that. Fantastic movie. Go check it out. Um, <coughs> Miz does hit uh, Braun with skull-crushing finale, but Braun kicks out like one and a half and just tosses Miz out of the ring into the Miz Tarot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Miz eats power slam. Braun wins. Yeah. Braun gives an interview where he's both terrifying and extremely charming. Oh, my goodness gracious. How does this man do both at the same time? He does the Braun deep wrestling man voice. Yeah. But then pivots so quickly to charming Braun. Yeah. He says, now if you'll excuse me, Charlie. Now excuse me, Charlie. But it's his normal voice. It's a shoot voice. Now excuse me, Charlie. And so he, he says, i got some business to take care of. And walks down the ring and the powers crowd, everybody again. The crowd goes ape when he said, I've got some business to take care of. I know. Yeah. He said, Braun, I'm coming, or Brock, I'm coming for you. Called him Beastie Boy. Yeah, I don't like when people do that. Um, says he's going to win Elimination Chamber, go to Mania, beat Brock. That was a pretty powerful statement. Do you think they could do like a fatal four-way? I'm not going to read too much into it. They, they should. What they do Brock, Reign, Seth, Braun? Oh. oh. I mean, I, would we then declare the Roman Reigns experiment dead? Yeah. Yeah, probably, huh? Even if he wins, yeah. Yeah, right, because they're not going to, yeah. Like, I understand they want to have, I'm sure Vince wants to get this done. They want to have Brock Reigns one-on-one, but I still think if they got Seth in there, it would still, in terms of the symmetry of the storytelling, work. And, I mean, Roman brought it up during his yes. uh, his thing, yeah. Yeah, his I think it would work. Yeah. If they're worried again about, I mean, Roman's going to win. If he's in that match, he's going to win. Is this going to be 20 years from now? Like the, why did we never get Hogan Flair at WrestleMania? Are we going to be thinking, Maybe. why do we never get Roman Brock at Mania? 101. 101. Yeah. I got to think they're just going to follow through and just get it over with. I would think so. I would think so. What? What would Seth and Braun do? I mean, one of them could be in the Ronda Rousey match. Yeah, that's what I would expect. I guess, you know, we'd heard Seth versus Kurt Angle maybe. Yeah, I, I think I think after last night, he's too big for that now. Yeah, I know. Although Kurt Angle could still go. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Like, Seth... How is he not, like, in a main event picture right now? I know. How is Braun not in a main event picture? You're right. That makes all of them. Roman, Braun, Seth. Who's the other guy? Finn? Mm-hmm. No, not Finn. Finn, Miz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about oh. Fatal 4-Way. Seth, Roman, Brock, Braun. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah. But then when Ambrose comes back, he's another top-of-the-card face. Yeah. I wonder where he's going to be put. He's, he, wrestling wise, he just can't. I don't know. No, I, 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 look, I know there's a lot of Ambrose fans out there. I like Ambrose. I mean, I've liked Ambrose in, like, you know, in bits and pieces. I don't dislike Ambrose. Yeah. He's just not as good a wrestler as the other guy. He's not as as interesting a wrestler as the other guy. No, guys. he's not. He works a fast pace, and that helps him. You know what helped him? If he, because here's the thing, I totally believe that if you would have put Ambrose in the Seth Rollins spot last night in the Gauntlet match, he would have gone. He would. It would have been. It would have been great for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, he needs. That's the thing about Ambrose. They need more passionate performances given to him or opportunities given to him where he mm-hmm. can show that because mm-hmm. he can do that. Yeah, he doesn't get criminal. His character his character feels like it's on cruise control. Yeah. You know? That's my problem with Ambrose. They never really give him... I hate Mike. This freaking computer kills me, dude. They never really give him any meat to no, chew on. they haven't for a long time. Ever since, like, Brock Lesnar wouldn't play with him. I know. You know? Because that could have been great. 
Yeah, I know if, if Brock was interested. When Brock would beat him up and he fun. would say, come back, come, yeah. come for some more. Yeah. That was really fun, and they didn't do it, and Brock no. wouldn't, according to Dean. He just, he just wanted a squash match at Mania to collect his paycheck and be in the ring for seven minutes. Yeah. So Braun picks up the win, wins the gauntlet match. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's obviously not going over an elimination chamber. Right. Roman most obviously will. Yeah. Unless, unless something changes between now and Sunday. Major. Well, this would be the case of, like, the math really working out because, like, Roman looked the worst I know. pretty much out of everybody. He got beat by a lazy roll-up. I mean, I think right now, just based on Raw, it seems pretty obvious he's winning all the chamber matches. <laughs> Let's get to that later, though. Let's yeah. talk about the Jeff Jarrett Hall of Fame video package. All right. Bring up your notes. I want to hear your analysis, Steve. All right. So here's the thing. First off, we got, number one, this broke on... Uh, NBC Sports. Yeah, Monday morning? Yeah. Is that right? Or was it Sunday? Morning. Monday morning, morning. Yeah. yeah. Usually announced on Monday morning. We had heard rumors of this. Yeah. The rumors have been out for like a week or two. Yeah, from PW Insider. Meltzer mentioned it in the latest Observer right. newsletter. Um, so, number one, I mean, congratulations to Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. It's great. He seemed, he recently went through rehab. Yeah. Apparently on the WWE's dime. Sponsored, yeah. Let me ask you this. <clears throat> Does this put to rest the rumor... Brought up by I think China or the, the 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 allegation brought up by China in her autobiography that Jarrett held Vince up for additional money to job to job to her at that pay per view at uh, was it no, no mercy, mercy ninety nine I think right because his side of it was I was literally it was literally my last day at the com- in the company they would have no reason to pay me the money that I was owed. I simply went in there and said, before I do this, I want my money. I want to make sure that I'm solid. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, mean, if he has leverage saying that he's not going to drop this title before he goes because I'm, I, he believes he's owed money. Yeah. yeah. That's a negotiating tactic. I would think that that would be probably. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't surprise me if it was true. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me the case. Yeah, it's a sexier story. Him saying, "Give me more money, or I'm not going to do a job to a woman." You know. Um, <clears throat> that being said, I always loved China after that said, he came out from the office and said, let's, he said something that was actually kind of charming. It was something like, let's go get you, let's go make history sweetheart or something like that. And it was actually kind of a charming thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Xavier Woods, uh, on Twitter saying, congratulations, Jeff Jarrett was the first guy who got me a spot on TV. Oh yeah. And because of that, the WWE saw me and I was able to get yeah. my opportunity. See, here's the thing. We, we, Neither of us are exactly Jeff Jarrett fans, and we've talked right. to a good, good share of of crap. He was literally on our list of people who would never make the Hall of Fame. I know, but uh, at the same time, I think everybody loves a good redemption story. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and you know, we many people have said that Jeff Jarrett never drew a dime in, in the business, mm-hmm. and maybe that's true as a main eventer. But that's not to say he didn't have a really good career. He had no, a great he, had, career. he had a fantastic career. Um, and you can't fault a guy for taking opportunities and doing whatever he could with them. Mm-hmm. He just, in my, as a fan of the product, I always saw him as the guy who had like no charisma. Yeah. At least as it showed up on the TV screen. Yeah. A lot of people say he's like a, a swell guy. Did you ever watch Spring Breakers? He was in that for a little no, bit. No, I didn't. He was actually pretty good in that. Was he? Okay. Not as much. Yeah. But he's pretty effective. All right. Believable. I kind of it's it's interesting though because um, Triple H's tweet about and this is what kind of bummed me out about the video package and why it was bizarrely underwhelming 
Um, Triple H said something along the lines of uh, birthed into the business. Yeah. And the second part, I think he said something like um, he's given so many opportunities to people around the world. Yeah. And, and, and that, oh, here we go. Not only led a decorated career, but created opportunities for new talent around the world. Which I don't think can be debated. I think that's oh, true. At all. I think that, from yeah. Xavier Woods' tweet alone, you can I mean, just think can of all the, the careers that took off from TNA. I, I know. TNA like, style, look Bobby at the Roo, top of the line. Joe. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so that, and and that can't really be debated. And it, if you if you if you just look past, I mean, if he hadn't been pushed as a main eventer in WCW. I don't think he would have had the reputation of oh, he never drew a dime anywhere. Right. If he had been a really solid mid-card champion in some promotions. I know. And that's a really good career. Yeah. It's just he was the guy from like a, a fan, like being a fan back then when he had, and they showed that in the video, when they, when he had like the Intercontinental and European Championship, I would just always think to myself, I would so much rather see that on other people. I just would rather see that. The thing that bones me out about the video, and yeah, I took detailed notes on the video. The thing that bones me out about this video was that it didn't reference any of the shit that he did to help other talent outside of the it WWE. Seems almost entirely focused on his time, pretty much just his time in WWE up until he went to WWE yeah. and became a main event guy. It was hugely underwhelming. So it starts out um, with uh, his WWE intro, which was horrible. It was like, hi, I'm J-. It was like, it looked like at like a... From Music City. Yeah, Music City Hall or something like that. Or hall, mu- yeah, the Country Music Hall. Of yeah, Fame, yeah. yeah, something like that. And he's just like, hi, my name is Double J. J J E double F J A double R E double T exactly. But you just said it with about fifty percent more charisma than he did. <laughs> it was like he was sleeping through it. Hi, my name is Jeff Jarrett. That's double J J E double F J A double R E double T. You're getting used to that name a lot. Double J, double J A E, and they did that like multiple times through the video. I know. Um. They had, of course, the sincere guitar kick in with some Double J pyro. We had a voiceover from Lawler from the Attitude Era saying, Double J, ain't he great? But it was kind of in the same manner in which he was talking about cleavage. It was that, it was that Lawler. It wasn't like, you know, wow, this guy is really great. Uh, cut to Roman Reigns, and he says, He was able to take that confidence, that arrogance, and make it flashy. And some people didn't like him, but he didn't care about that. If you actually listen to what they say, it's not the, like the the biggest point that all these interviewers are, or, or all these interviewees are, are making is that people didn't like him, but he didn't care. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if they were talking about personally or professionally, yeah, in the words of Eric Bischoff. Uh, then uh, cut to Michael Cole. I think it was, I don't think it was Michael Cole's wife. I think it was somebody else's. So Double J is the ultimate entertainer. And then it cuts to Double J saying, ain't I great? And the, the thing that I remember about Jeff Jarrett is that when he would talk, nobody cared. No. That was the thing about as the character when he was out there talking. And again, this is separated from the person, from the businessman. As the character, nobody ever cared. And that was the thing about him that I always took away. And that's really surprising to me about this video is that they were trying to like make it out like he was some great character. And he just wasn't. I know. Like that, this period of WWE... Especially before he started breaking guitars on people. Yeah. He had the longer hair. And yeah. Really ridiculous. Oh, outfits. that was the worst. Yeah. And that's what seemed to be the focus of this. Yeah, I know. And he, he came, I remember he came out, I think it was, I don't know which time it was. He went back and forth. He went times. back and forth a couple times. And one of the times, he, it was like 97, he dropped this promo when he came out. 
It was like early 97, I think. And it was so underwhelming. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be like a controversial shoot yeah, style that, thing. That, yeah. And half of it kind of felt maybe shoot-ish. And, but the crowd was like, oh my, so dead silent. There was no, like nobody was acting like, oh my God, he's saying this stuff. I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not remembered. Like yeah. nobody really ever talks about it at all. The only reason I knew about it is I think I was I was looking up something random. By the way, this is a complete aside. Um, who is it? OSW review? Yeah, yeah. They did. They they reviewed um, Sonny's porno. Oh dear! It's amazing. It's so funny. Their rundown of it. It's great. You should check it out. Anyways, um, Dolph said something about Jeff Jarrett having the glow in the dark glasses and the big pretty strut, which is the Fargo strut, which Ric Flair did. Yeah. I never understood why Jeff Jarrett adopted the Fargo strut after Ric Flair basically immortalized it. I know. Um, uh, he said, and then Kofi said, yeah, he's strutting around like he owned the place. Uh, Natty then kicked in and said he was a loudmouth wannabe rock star. Again, I'm not sure how. Not exactly praise. <laughs> exactly. Uh, then we had Double J in various promos talking about how great he was at everything in a voice that was not convincing at all. No. Um, then they cut to, they shifted then to a, a higher tempo music. And it cut to them talking about his WWF Intercontinental run and then mixed in with some of his WCW stuff. Road Dog said Jeff Jarrett is on the list of greatest IC champions. Well, he held the belt a lot. Numerically speaking, I think that's correct. And he, I mean, if you take the greatest bit out of there, he is on the list of IC champions. So that is factually correct. Yeah. Uh, Cole mentioning he's a six-time Intercontinental champion. Uh, JR mentioning that Jeff Jarrett has won two titles where it shows him with the IC and the European title. Mm-hmm. Again, just sort of hogging And even before his space. time in WWE slash WWF, he was huge in his dad's territory. We went like 50 belts there. In his dad's territory. No, I know. Territory. I'm still yeah. saying. My dad probably would have booked me strong if he was a wrestler. Oh, I don't know. I know your dad. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Well, I'm a safe bet. I don't think I'm going to go anywhere. Yeah, I guess I'm not true. sure anybody else would want me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why. But he might just do it. Might not just do it just to, just to, to rib you. Oh, yeah. No, my dad would totally keep the belt himself. Or he'd put it on, like, on my kid or something. Uh, let's see here. Um, again, Kofi. His job was to get people to hate him, and he definitely succeeded in that. That's true. (laughs) That is true. true. That is true. A shot of Double J putting Ben Stiller in a figure four. Oddly enough, there were only two guitar-smashing shots during this entire video. There have been a lot more. That that should have been half the video. And there was none of him hitting Beetlejuice, the little dude. There was none of that. That was like probably the greatest moment in his career, to be honest with you. Or like when David Arquette helped him win the title. Yeah. Um, and then, once again, we get to wrap things up. Double J, once again. Don't forget, Double J, Double E, Double F, Double J, Double A, Double R, Double E, Double E, Double T. And then he says, and I'm going to leave you with three words. Ain't I great? And then it cuts back to Cole. Never heard the word slap nuts in the entire thing. No! It was literally the best-selling shirt that he had. Didn't say slap nuts once. Like, and everything actually great about Jeff Jarrett was left out of this video. Hold on. Remotely good. Don't say great. Anything remotely memorable about go. Jeff Jarrett or any of his actual accomplishments was left out of this video. Why didn't they interview Xavier Woods? He actually has something good to say about Jeff Jarrett and not just, 
He wanted people to hate him, and they did. That's what I took away from this video. Yeah, I know. He really tried to get people to hate him, and they really did. Yeah. Maybe we should call it Jeff Jarrett Heat. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. There you go. Jeff Jarrett Heat. Anyway, I know. I don't like calling it Xbox Heat anymore. I like Xbox. Congratulations, Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Oh, this was the best part of it. What? This was the best part of it. When they come out of the promo, and I, and some, I think, God, was it, maybe it was one of the cultaholic guys, maybe it was some random person, I forget who, on Twitter mentioned this, and I watched right after the promo. They cut to the crowd. Oh, yeah. Half-assedly kind of clapping. And this woman. Front row. Front row. A lady turns to her man and says, who's that? Not just who's that, who the fuck was that? <laughs> Clear as day drops the F word. Like, you don't hear it, but you see it come out of her mouth. Who the F was that? Oh, I was dying. Because I didn't notice funny. that in the, in the Twitter video, but when I watched it on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the F was that? That's funny. And he just looks at her with a confused look on his face. And then they cut away to the That's crowd. funny. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, congratulations, Jeff Jarrett. Yes, it's gonna be it's I, it's gonna be a good look. He's just coming out of like rehab or whatever. Yeah, who's gonna induct him? I mean, obviously, it has to be Vince Russo. Yeah, he's not, it's he's gotta not, be he's Vince Russo. He's not gonna be welcome back at WWE anytime soon. You would think? No, he's not. So <laughs> it really should be Vince Russo. David Arquette. Sure. I don't think they're gonna acknowledge that though. Yeah, probably not. I mean. I mean, look, it would be great if it was Xavier Woods. What? Yeah, it would be great. Uh, didn't Cornette manage him for a bit? Did he? I thought he did when he came in one of the times. Oh, maybe. Cornette did a lot of weird stuff in, like, the 96, 97 days. Yeah. He was bringing in, like, NWA people. Yeah, that's what it was, because uh, I think oh. he was an NWA champion at the time. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I think who else? Yeah, Xavier Woods would make a lot of sense. It would. I mean, you know, it, 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 it depends on the focus of the narrative they're going to put forth about his induction. Is it developing and giving new opportunities or new talent? Well, that's the one that they should go with, oh, not agree. what we saw in this video. I agree. And it's like, dude, I understand. Okay, you can't really show T like you literally can't show TNA footage. I don't know. I mean, let, let me ask you. Oh. What? Austin says about Elias since they have a guitar gimmick. I, I That's so superficial. <laughs> no, I know, but give Elias an opportunity. At, Look, any good time, opportunity at the podium. Anytime I see Elias, I'll be happy. Chris K says Road Dog. Oh, that's a good one. That's mm -hmm. a great one. Mm -hmm. That's because he was the roadie. He was the roadie. That was a great one. Actually, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that probably will be Road Dog. Probably. AJ Styles. I mean, look, any of the TNA guys would be would be great. The only problem is would Vince acknowledge TNA to that degree. I mean, they they are kind of running into that problem right now. I mean, couldn't they spend like the problem is they need footage if they're going to acknowledge that stuff that oh, he did. Uh, they're licensing footage for Impact, I think, for a Hardy thing. Oh, really? I thought I heard that. Yeah. Do it for Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Sergio Impact C says Steve Austin. Oh, but he hates him. <laughs> he hates Jeff Jarrett. Last night, I mean, like I don't know if like recently. But I heard a couple stories about, like, I think Vince Russo said that the scaredest he was at, he ever was backstage was when Russo was trying to book Jeff Jarrett to, like, win over Austin, like, one time or something like that. I forget what the exact story that was. Familiar, yeah. But I think that stems from Austin's time in the USWA. I mean, Austin seems to have mellowed out a lot since yeah. then, so it wouldn't surprise me that's water on the bridge, but that would be hilarious. 
And yeah, he is. He is the first member of Bullet Club. It's true. I was trying to think because Haku's not in. Haku's a member of Bullet Club, but mm-hmm. he's not in the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But Jeff Jarrett is. I was trying to think of anybody else like a weird fringe member. No, I think. I mean, if Hogan had only been cool with taking a hundred thousand to show yeah, up at yeah. Wrestle Kingdom to be Bullet Club, he would have been the first member of Bullet Club in. But Jeff Jarrett. Milk Queen says, wasn't Double J making the Broken Universe stuff purposely complicated for WWE last year? He was doing that to Matt Hardy. Yeah. I mean, it is. Okay, so. Have Matt Hardy induct him. <laughs> I haven't noticed if Matt Hardy has said anything about. I haven't noticed either. Jeff Jarrett. But, yeah, it, it is. I mean, for a couple different reasons, it is kind of surprising. Yeah. Because I hadn't even thought about that. That is fairly recent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just the last year. Wow. I mean, maybe it's one of those things where, you know, Jeff Jarrett ran to the, the personal issues. I don't know who made the connection, whether it be WWE or him. This is funny. Is somebody going to comment on this? Austin Loof, did Jeff and Engel ever do anything together? <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of issues in this that make it kind of complicated. Jeff stole Engel's wife. Oh man! Goodness gracious! Oh my! So yeah, Revy Hardy, yeah, Milk Queen, Revy Hardy has yeah. some words, I'm sure. Yeah, this is bizarre. We can definitely strike names off the list of people who won't be inducting him: Kurt Angle, Matt Hardy, yeah, Steve Austin. Yeah, strike those off the list. Oh man! I did not see Jim Cornette's tweet. Sorry, we're just now we're just talking to people in chat now. Oh man, that's so I was wondering hilarious. like who made the connection between either WWE or or Jeff Jarrett about the rehab situation because I've heard before that WWE will will pay for rehab for not only current talents obviously. Oh but yeah, yeah, past yeah, talents. Yeah, yeah sure, yeah. For Scott Hall's rehab at least once, if not several times. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, I, I wonder I don't if they know. reached out to him or vice versa or what exactly happened. But I wonder if without that, if if he'd be. Oh, I doubt it. I, I think that was probably the, the catalyst. Yeah. yeah, I think that was probably the connection there. Um, that's so funny, though. Anyways, uh, let's move on. Yeah, let's get back to. I like this is going to be a long show. Yeah. The funny thing is there was like one like one match for two hours, and it's going to be a long show. For I know. Us. I know. Next, we had an Oscar interview, which I thought was good. Um, no, I thought it was great. I know some people were like eh, eh, being annoying and saying, ah, you know, because like her English isn't like you know. A million bucks, but I thought it was great, man. You know what? She communicated what she needed to communicate. There was passion, intensity behind it. I love it too because yeah. because here's the thing: like, she's charming as hell. Heck yes, she's charming as hell. And so, there's <laughs> to me, there's like an added bit of I don't know personality in the fact that you know she's got a she she it, it's not perfect. Yeah, you know. No, I agree, and I, agree. I like that. And the crowd, the crowd eats it up. And yeah. whatever asshole in the crowd is chanting, "What you can go after yourself?" Yeah, because that's exactly. Just, that's just. I mean, you know, passion and intensity and and, and genuine. You know, trying to instill some genuine meaning into what you're mm-hmm. saying goes a long way. I know exactly, and, and she it, did that incredibly well. Yeah, like try going to freaking Japan and and speaking the language. Like they're completely. It's not like, you know, Spanish where half the birds are just, you know, like yeah, virtually yeah, yeah, the same yeah, yeah, thing yeah. as what we speak. Yeah. Um, you know, try doing that for a second before you start chanting what at somebody. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, it's, it's rude. That's crap, dude. It, it is crap. crap. Don't do it. But, no, I loved it. And then Nia Jax tried to attack from behind. Um, Oscar Caesar coming, but in the end, Nia Jax gets the upper hand. Samoa drop, what, three leg drops? Yeah, man. She was doing all those leg drops yeah. like they were uh, Jeff Jarrett guitar shots. Oscar's definitely going over at Elimination Chamber. Oh, big time. Absolutely. 
But it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be an interesting match. I know. I don't know where, where we're going to differ at Elimination Chamber. Um, <clears throat> next up, Sheamus and Cesaro do, 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 do. versus Apollo and Titus. Yeah, Titus Worldwide. Apollo no longer has the last name Cruz. He, yeah, no surname. I don't like that. I don't know why. I mean, I know, I know, like, the WWE has a history of getting rid of, for example, it's not Antonio Cesaro. It's just Cesaro. It's it wasn't Adrian, Adrian Neville. Neville. It was just Neville. It's not Elias Sampson. It's just Elias. It's just Elias. What is it just going to be Finn? Oh, that's no good. Or Rollins. Or Rollins. Well, that's how we have it on Weed Book Rollins. True. It's just Rollins. Reigns. Yeah, Reigns. Brock. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Scott. It doesn't do it. <laughs> Scott Dawson. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. Wilder. Jack. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Rude? Yeah. Okay. Randall. Randall. Oh, yeah, that was another one. Uh, what was that? Alexander Rusev? Is yeah, that his name? Rusev. Yeah, Machka. Yeah, this is Rusev. Um, English. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, but then it was Charlotte. That was her name when she got brought up. They, they added, added the name. Flair. They added the flair. But yeah. flair is a special thing. No, I understand that. Yeah. Nonetheless. Anyways, how many matches is this that Titus World... Three. Why do they not have the titles? Why have in none of these matches the titles are going to title shot Elimination Chamber? Okay, they're going to lose that. That's yeah, annoying. They're going to lose. I might call that as a win for them. For Titus Worldwide? Maybe. Come on. They're going to lose again. Yeah, no, you're right. We're coming up to WrestleMania. Yeah, Fibar is holding those belts till Mania. Give me a break. Have them, like, win it the second time and then have Fibar win it back this time or oh, something. Oh, I agree. That'd be great. But then they got to have their Elimination Chamber match. Yeah. That's annoying. No, I agree. If uh, Titus Worldwide beats him twice, then the third match needs to be a title match. You would think if they beat him once, the second one would be a title yeah, match. Yeah, you think so. <clears throat> so th- they should have won the Were title. any of these title matches and they won by DQ or something? No. no. It's all roll-ups. Oh, my gosh. So they should be the champions now and then have the rematch elimination chamber. Excuse well, me, that's chamber. where T-Bar wins them back. And then T-Bar gets them back, yes. Well, that's annoying. Apollo rolled up Cesaro. I love, yeah, and I love at the end when uh, Titus Worldwide was celebrating, and Dana Brooke, who's like my favorite thing now, starts like pointing at her statistics, saying, "I knew, I knew it. She had the algorithm. I see. Has she has the algorithm." Next up, we had um, one of those intercut Bray Wyatt Matt Hardy promos. Bray Wyatt. The, my favorite thing about this is like I, for whatever reason, I actually paid attention. Bray Wyatt. The very first thing he said was something akin to. These are bad things, man, or something like that. Bad times, something like These that. Bad times, or something bad is about to happen. And I was like, yeah, this freaking promo and this whole program. Get do some film stuff. I know, do something interesting. Just do do something. Be be new. be new. Be new. Be new. Wear a glowy thing around your neck. Um, next up, we had Sasha Banks, Mickey James, and Bailey versus Manny Rose, Sony Deville, Alexa Bliss. Holy crap! Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville wearing that matching Absolution color-themed stuff. They look like a million bucks. Give us a tag division. Give us a women's tag division right now, please. Mm-hmm. Bring in the iconic duo. Yes. There are so many great... I'm not sure what they're going to do with Dakota Kai, for example, in NXT. Just bring her up, put her in a tag team. Yeah, her and Boom. Bailey. There you go. Her and, Oh, perfect. Her and Bailey. Who would want to see that in a tag That'd team? That'd be great. I'd love that. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, this was... There was one spot I couldn't get off my mind 
and it kind of ruined the rest of the match for me. Um, was Mandy Rose, uh, Mandy Rose and Bailey kind of yeah, botching yeah, the head yeah, yeah, thing yeah, yeah, in the too. corner, and she sort of threw Bailey down, and Bailey looked like it actually hurt or something. And maybe she was probably doing a good sell job because then she got up and she was running around a bit more. But man, it looked nasty. Well, she didn't. Uh, Bailey's legs didn't get on. Didn't get all the way up on her shoulders. Yeah, so it was a little awkward moment of trying to figure it out. And I think they just, or Mandy Rose at least, just said, "Okay." She just sort of threw her, threw her down. down. Yeah. But it was kind of stunning, and I was like, oh, that was bad. And then, like, I just was looking for sloppiness after that for some reason. Yeah. And it kind of sullied the match for me. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought the same. But I like the end. I mean, the end. Uh, uh, Alexa Bliss passed yeah. out to the bank statement, and then Absolution goes in the ring and starts attacking everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a stare down between Alexa Bliss and Absolution. She's saying, no, 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 don't attack, don't attack. They do. Mickey James comes in for the save, and her and Alexa Bliss double DDT Sonya Deville, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I thought that was cool. I mean, an interesting little dynamic between Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. I kind of like that. Um, it is, and people pointed this out, and I, I do kind of agree. It's Paige coming out with Absolution still. It, it, it's, just, it's a reminder that it's just a bummer every mm-hmm. time. You know, I wish that they would address... Something. Something. Unless they're just really holding out hope that somehow, some way, she will get cleared. But if the WWE's own doctor's saying no. Yeah. Saying that you should never do this again. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, maybe, hopefully, maybe the rumors are wrong. Maybe they're wrong. Hopefully they're wrong. They have been before. Yep. Um. So, anyways, let's answer some questions. Yes. Let's do so. Oh, wow. We're already an hour deep in the podcast. Cool. Oh, extra money. There we go. Question. Oh, by the way, if you guys want your question read on the show, oh, <clears throat> I'm actually gonna I'm gonna break just because every once in a while there's like an extra special question that I might notice on Twitter, uh. and somebody hit me up this, and I I do want to get your thought on this. All right, all right. Oh, there were two things. Number one, uh, Brian Zane retweeted this tweet from at the double J because um, it made me laugh. Here's the scenario: Jeff Jarrett takes the podium at the Hall of Fame. Thank you, Shelton. You know, they used to call Shelton the gold standard. Oh, yeah, you know what that is? I saw that. Gold is a money-making opportunity. The lights dim, and Jarrett takes out a laptop and hooks up to a projector. Let me tell you about gold. That was funny. I like that. Funny. Great tweet. And then there was this question here from Pete at the Mayor Pete. Uh, not a knock on last night's Raw because it was entertaining, but if you reverse the order of matches in last night's Raw, does it become a better show if the gauntlet match ended the show? I say no, but it's a good question. It is a good question. I agree with you. Because it kind of ended a bit on a limp with the with the, the Manny Rose sloppiness a little bit. However, kicking it off, I always prefer a strong kickoff yeah, same. over a strong finale. And I think also, too, if you look at the ratings breakdown, generally the third hour performs the weakest of the mm-hmm. three hours of Raw. So I, that's why a lot of times you'll see Roman Reigns open or close the second hour. And yeah. Like that because I think in some ways they consider that the main event of the show because that's count ratings, generally speaking, are towards their highest. Where yeah. They fall off pretty significantly in the third hour unless you got something major going on in the main event. Yeah. But just the pacing of the show, I felt really was like, that 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 gauntlet match, it was so shocking to be like an hour into the match and only three guys deep or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, my God. And you realize you're you're getting something special, and the crowd's really yeah, into yeah. it. And I think that's a better way to start the show. Because if you start that hour into the show, you might already lost the audience members. It's gonna feel like a slog. Yeah. Also, the match because you realize you're starting to realize around like 
the third hour, okay, well, this is probably going to last the entire time. For example, you'd be kicking off the show with a Double J Hall of Fame video package. Right, exactly. You're going to lose some audience members there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways, we'll get to our questions. Um, if you guys want a question uh, read on the show, $1 a month and up yes. on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. That's where we get our questions from. Uh, first up, Nemo. The Universal Kidney Punching Champion asks this. When Nia loses to Asuka, what do you give the odds that she will force her way into the chamber a la Edge? You think Nia's going to say, I'm not finished? Depends on the order of the matches. Yeah, okay. Like if the Women's Elimination Chamber kicks off the show, then obviously not. Mm-hmm. If she loses to Asuka first. If the circumstances are correct. Do you see it happening? No. I kind of don't. I think... Unless you take somebody out. Do you still see Nia versus Alexa Bliss at, uh, at Mania? How about this? Here's, a, here's an idea. Alexa's been putting in a lot of time trying to forge a relationship with Mickey James. Yeah. What if before the chamber match, say that goes on third to last, or second to last, or last, I don't know. Um, but it goes on after Nia Jax's match against Asuka, which Nia loses. Backstage, Nia beats the heck out of Mickey James, mm-hmm. takes her spot in the match, and so you have this dynamic of Nia and Alexa Bliss, who have been friends, both on and off screen. But then you have Alexa, which they haven't really touched on camera, so probably won't happen. Alexa trying to forge or reforge a friendship with Mickey James, and me and Nia having a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I would. I'll say this. I don't know what the odds are. I, I mean, my gut says not very yeah, high. Yeah, I would say very high. However, I would love for something like that to happen because you don't often get. Very many storyline twists and turns in the women's division. And I feel like that's one thing he kind of needs. I think especially this show where it seems a lot of the, the outcomes of the matches are, are, are pretty predictable. Yeah, and the relationship dynamics between Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss and then Mickey James, those, that's something that could be fun to play with. Yeah. You know, you, get, you need some twists and turns there. Exactly. Uh, unretired Dwayne Nix. There's rumors floating around that we could be getting Balor versus The Miz from the Intercontinental Strap at Mania. If Balor wins the IC belt. Who would be some wrestlers you guys would like to see Balor defended against? And how long of a title reign do you see him having? I think he'll... It wouldn't surprise me if he had a title reign that lasted up until him getting back in the main event scene. Yeah. You know? Um, like Balor versus Seth would be great, but Seth is going to be contending for that universal title. Yeah, I think, he is. I think he is, too. Um, Al, well, the match last night was good. Balor versus Elias. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. Elias is kind of the natural first guy yeah. after Miz, if, you, if that were to be the case. Um, Balor Joe. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be really good. Balor needs to pick up some wins against Joe. Mm-hmm. He really needs that. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is kind of in the mid-card? Yeah, field? I know. I'm trying to think. There isn't much of a mid-card. Mm-mm. What if after Thebar drops the tiles at Mania, Sheamus takes a break to get Finn versus Cesaro? Oh, who wouldn't want to see that? That'd be great. Are we finally going to see the culmination of the Finn Bray Wyatt feud? What everybody wants. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Finn versus Matt Hardy. Yeah. Jonathan Reiner or Gallows and Anderson officially faces. Also, what do you see being done with the Raw tag titles at Mania? I mean, it's got to be the Revival versus Thebar, right? Yeah, that has to be. That has to be. I it. feel like Revival has some good momentum on their mm-hmm. sides. I think the club are probably just like biding their time until. Finn gets that IC title like and they're just hanging out with him. I feel like they put them together and then they really had no plan. What At to some do point, them. does Finn just say, guys, I'm dealing with the mistrage out here. Can you come out here and help me out? That would be real. 
Uh, fat bastard champ Alex Foster, what are you guys going to do with the current space once the office is set up? I'm pretty sure I could use a place to stay. I'll work. Man, Alex Foster is not. My wife already has plans for this space. It's going to be half her sewing room and half Alabama's room because uh, we got too many kids in here. We got too many people taking up spaces. Alabama doesn't have her own room yet. We got her toys in the entry room. Um, she sleeps between me and Lacey. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be her area and then Lacey's sewing area. So, sorry, Alex Foster. You're out of luck. Kevin Mack asked a question that we already discussed. Who do you think would, should induct Jeff Jarrett to the Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah, we already talked about that. Um, Nathan Raglin, create the perfect gospel. <laughs> Nicholas Grothkirth responded to that. He says, I like AJ or Joe to do it. A quiet way to nod TNA. That's not a quiet nod to TNA. It's pretty overt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nathan Raglin, create the perfect gauntlet match with any wrestler ever would include Michaels, Austin, Strowman. The perfect gauntlet match. AJ, HBK, Rollins. HBK starts it off. HBK and Rollins started off. Ooh, that's good. Just trying to think of guys that can really go. You know what I'm gonna get, you know what I'm gonna do? So K a- Omega. AJ and Rollins started off. You know they go an hour. You know who <laughs> Yeah, they go an hour. You know who ends it? You know who comes out last? Bret Hart. Oh dear. Rest holds. <laughs> You have HBK, Rollins, uh, Styles, Kenny Omega, Bret Hart, uh, Finn Balor, um, Steamboat. Oh, yeah, Steamboat. That'd be good. And then Ric Flair could go. He had a lot of long matches. I want, like, an Iron Man gauntlet match. I mean, here's the thing, man. You want to go back. So you have to go back to, like, Farmer Brown. Bruno, he was in an 81-minute match. That's what they said last night. That's right, yeah. So Bruno, Farmer Brown, um, Luthez, I'm sure he had a lot of long oh, yeah. matches. You like old guys. I saw a clip on Twitter of a Luthez Buddy Rogers match where Buddy was running the ropes. I don't know if he was selling. Oh my god! He was like about to fall over at any second. <laughs> he was running so fast. It looked like the Young Bucks, man. Yeah, they're going so fast. I mean, Luthez was powerbombing people back then. I right? know. We gotta dig out some old. Oh heck yes. Black and white. Luthez matches. Yeah, dude. I built, there's no copyright on that anymore, man. It's too old, so we can get away with just doing like some old-timey oh. reaction stuff. That's a good question. Austin Luff, long-time listener, second-time patron. With Dana's comments about the seventh man in the chamber, if you could add a seventh woman to their chamber match, power rank, who you want to add from NXT, main roster, so on and so forth. Uh, either Kyrie or Shayna. They're my two favorites right now. Um, Kyrie's so good. She's such a good damn wrestler. Candice LeRae. Oh, that'd be great, too. That'd be good. Oh, I love Kyrie saying she's so good. Yeah, she is good. Uh, Bronze grappling hook. What superstar would look the weirdest without a beard? Oh, Elias. Did you see that picture of him? Like, yeah, with a yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. short. Yeah. yeah. He's not a good looking guy. And who is such a weird looking guy? Who would look so. weird with a beard like bronze? John Cena. <laughs> ah, you're right. He is made to be like smooth faced. Yeah. Said, uh, today, I decided not to shave. Oh, I would man. apply that same philosophy for the next six years. <laughs> <laughs> today, I've decided not to However, shave. I will put uh, uh, oil in it, yeah. well trimmed, and combed every day. Every day. Uh, let's see here. 
Yeah, Wayne Dorsey. He's beside himself about the name of the knee also. Oh, the revolution knee? The knee landing, the knee, the ripcord, and now it's called the revolution knee. That's a that's a, that's like the worst of them all. Just call it that cool knee. Ripcord's a good name. That cool knee, the knee. King's Landing's a great name. Well, that's the name of one of uh, Ricochet's moves. Oh. Which you say King's Landing or Knee's Landing? Oh, Knee's Landing would be great. That's good. Yeah. Custard Cannon, Jared Ellis. With the, contract, <laughs> with the contract signing of Ronda Rousey coming up, reports say the WWE has interest in signing Gronk. Power ranked the top five athletes you like to see make the jump to WWE. Number one, LeBron James. Oh, number one. and a, Number one through five, LBJ. Heck yes, man. Man, that dude, he is the man. He is. He is awesome. He's great. He's so good. Um, all right, LeBron, one through five. I'll say John Carlos Stanton, baseball player. Oh, okay. Okay. He's massive. Okay. Him or Aaron Judge. They're both really large, muscular. They could probably do well. Oh, D'Angelo Williams. Oh, my God, yeah. He actually knows how to wrestle really good. Yeah, he's re- he was really good. That'd be good. Um, Yeah, LeBron, though. Oh, LeBron's the best. Yeah, he is. He's so good. He'd be dominant, too. Uh, let's see here. Oh, that's an interesting question. Dalton, long-time listener, first-time patron here. With the competitive nature of Seth and Roman's interactions lately, would you want to see a best-of-seven between them? I'm a fan of best-of-seven, so yes, yes, man. I absolutely Get that like universal that. title in play, too. But then, like, the, the finish of, of, of match seven would be just a roll-up. It'd be like a five-minute match. It'd be a roll-up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Slow Wolf. The top-notch super beast Slow Wolf. Yeah, good question. WWE comes to you, which means Vince comes to you. Yeah. And asks you to book a six-man ladder match for the Cruiserweight title at WrestleMania. Yeah, point of the sign. With four members of their current roster and two surprise entrants from any promotion. Who do you put in the match? Well, you got uh, people who are uh, officially on 205 Live now. You, you put Mark Andrews is on 205 Live officially. He's on the roster page. Saw that. Um, so you put Cedric. Stoff Ali, Roderick Strong. You want Mark Andrews in there? Oh, man. Hold on a second. Drew Gulak. This is going, going too fast. No, those are the three gimmies right there. This is a ladder match. Give me Mark Andrews. All right. I don't know about... So, look. I don't know what Roderick Strong could do in a ladder match. I'd have to watch a ladder match. All sorts of backbreakers off of ladders onto ladders. All right, Roderick Roderick Strong is in. You have Cedric in there. All right, you put Cedric in there. You've got to put Mustafa Ali in there. That's you've already used four, man. Can we slow down a second? Imagine an inverted 450 off the top of the ladder. What about Tony Neese? Can we just stop and analyze this before you start? No, I think three of those four are pretty obvious. I'd kick Mark Andrews out before I'd kick uh, Mustafa Ali. The man has an airplane on his pants. He's number one. No. Number numero uno. No, give me Mustafa Ali over Mark Andrews. Oh, you've gone crazy. No way. No. All right, so there's our four from 205 Live. All right, fine. Wow. Did you see Jack Gallagher? He said he might bring back his gi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks like pajamas. Um, okay, two others from other promotions. Man. Joey Janela. You do some crazy stuff. <laughs> they would. I don't want to see a man die. I'm afraid to watch any Joey Janela match these days. I know. Because every gif I see is like, oh my god, dude, stop it! What about Sammy Guevara? Oh god, get out of here with that! Oh, oh, Sammy Guevara. Trevor Lee. Oh, I love Trevor Lee. 
But Sammy Guevara at WrestleMania in a ladder match? Are you kidding me? Yeah, man, that'd be good. Oh, man. Oh, God. How about Joey Janela? Trent. <laughs> oh, man, I don't want to see that. He got busted open the hard way at uh, the last <laughs> yeah. PWG show. Yeah, he's up. Relax, Trent. No way, man. Um, oh, dude, what about the ticking time bomb? Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that, too, but he said indies. So I just, oh, I indies? Like, okay, all right. Japan out of it. All right, that's fine. Oh, no, he said any promotion. Any okay. promotion. Yeah. Takahashi, then. That'd be great. Oh, man. But, dude, okay, here's the thing. If Vince comes to you and says, money is no option. No object. Is no, I'm sorry. Money is no, no option. <laughs> money is no object. Yeah, Stephen Larson earned the match, then. Uh, money's no object. How do you not say R4 plus the Young Bucks? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's 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 it. Yeah. That's it right there yeah, because yeah, then yeah. you're just showered with praise. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves you. But if you take the Bucks out of it, if you take them out of it. Oh, dang. I didn't know this. Steve Klein. Hey, friend, it was announced on Valentine's Day that my fiance and I are getting married by Chris Jericho on the cruise in October. Whoa! That is awesome. Oh, my God. That's crazy. She was saying that she wants Kenny Omega to give her away, and I would want uh, Ricky Steamboat to be my best man. If you didn't have a wrestling-themed wedding, which wrestlers would you want to be your groomsmen? Who would be your best man? Who would give your bride away? And who would be officiating the ceremony? Oh, that is fantastic. man. That's amazing. That's incredible. That's so cool. I love All when right. our friendos get to do cool things. I know. It's always so much fun. All right. So, groomsmen. Oh, man. How many? Who would be the officiant? Who would officiate the wedding? Well, I would have Elias playing the, the, good, the good. thing. It's a good idea. Yeah. But, like, he'd have a promo before him. But I'd, do, uh, I'd have Aiden English sing. Oh, wow. That's a good one. I'd have Rusev be my efficient. He's your efficient. Yeah. Holy cow. That's, that's How do you top that? Best man, AJ. Best man is definitely probably eight. Although, now that I'm looking at that chair over there, I wonder how Dean Ambrose is with bachelor parties. Because oh, I feel like good. AJ, like, you're probably going to end up playing video games, which is like, I, we did that at mine. Yeah. But I kind of feel like Dean Ambrose, especially in character, I, 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 because I feel Everybody like he's wearing weird stuff. giant cowboy hats. Yeah, 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 giant foam cowboy hats. You remember that workout video that Dean Ambrose yeah, did in the that. desert? Like, it incorporates some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, of course, there'd be, like, a brothel involved or some something. morning yoga yeah. in the desert. <laughs> exactly. But then there'd be, like, whole blackout phases. I think he lives in Vegas, too. Oh, there you go. Then Dean Ambrose is my best yeah, man. Yeah, that's a good choice. He's my best man. Oh, Mojo. <laughs> Oh, oh, God, that's scary. Mojo. That's scary. He's not my best man. AJ's my best man, but Mojo's in the... In, in He's the, definitely the guy planning the bachelor yeah, party. Yeah. Oh, that's a great choice right there. Holy cow. Braun is in my... He's in... Oh, Braun might be my officiant. That's a good choice. I thought about him, too. Do you think this man is garbage? No. Would you like to say this, man? I'm not finished with you yet. <laughs> I'll never be finished with you. Yes. <laughs> Those are all great like, answers. We put the ring. Could you please now get these hands? <laughs> <laughs> Who would give your bride away? Mm. Oh, man. I don't know if I'd want this for giving the bride away or for my officiant, but I kind of want Paul Ellering as my officiant. Oh, that'd be good. You've got the algorithm for Very love. Successful marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. There are too many good answers for I all know, these things. I know, there are. Who would give your bride away? If it's not, yeah, Ellering would probably be my officiant, and I think Braun would maybe give my bride away. 
Because who's going to mess with that? Like, you want somebody who's protected. Yes, exactly. You know? Wow. So many great answers. But that, that's fantastic. That's really fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. That, like, that actually, that right there gives me a reason why I might want to go on the cruise. I know. Like, I would actually do that for Steve Klein's wedding yeah, yeah, yeah. more than anything else. You'll have to look into that now. That'd be so special. Yeah, that really would be. Uh, Nightcrawler, hey, friendos. So I know you guys always talk down on Jeff Jarrett, but in my opinion, he is one of the best B-player guys in wrestling history. I think we did a good job today of, yeah. of outlining the goods. Literally, I think if he was never pushed as a main event guy. Yeah. Would he be on the list? Here's the thing. It's always funny. There's always people. So, like, we dog Bret Hart here and there, right? Yeah. If he was never world champion, he would be probably number one on the list of people who should have been number of uh, who should have been world yeah. champion. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be like, why was he never world champion? Then he was, and we dog him. Yeah, I know. Jeff Jarrett be on that list. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, he says power ranks some of the other best B plus guys in wrestling. Oh man. So great upper mid carders, mid carders. Uh, Razor Ramon, yeah. Rick Rude, Hall, Mr. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All guys who could have been world champs in WWE. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, Roddy Piper, probably number one. I mean, well, he, he was, was a main event. He was a main event. I guess event. world champion isn't necessarily a prerequisite. No, no, just guys who kind of lived in the mid-card. I mean, Rick Rude was number I mean, here's the thing. Like, for a while. Owen Hart. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. For a while, like, main eventer of WCW was... The equivalent to upper mid card in WWF, as we saw with Jeff Jarrett and Rick Rude. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, good question. There at the bottom, CM Punk finds it insulting. What's the over under on how many finishers Roman will kick out of in the elimination chamber? How many people are in the match? Six or six, including him. I'm sorry, seven. I'm gonna say five. Whose finisher is he not gonna kick out of? Bronze. No, he's only gonna take five of them. Oh, he's, he's gonna, gonna take five. He's going to kick out of all the finishers that are given to him. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, there's seven people in the match. I'm not saying everybody's going to give him a finisher. I'm okay. He's going to kick Well, out if five. you're saying five, that means one isn't going to give him his finish. Yeah. Who's it going to be? Braun. Braun, right? Protect his power slam. Braun, yeah. yeah. Protect yeah. the power slam. No even though even though I feel like I could take the power slam and be totally fine. Oh, he does it the, as gently as Those possible. giant pillow arms of his? Oh, man. Oh, this is interesting. The buff that runs the stuff. This makes three consecutive weeks with zero cruiserweight presence on Raw. Do you think separating 205 Live from Raw entirely is the right move? Yes. Or does it just make the show even more obscure? I think it's. I think it's the. I think it's a good move. People know. Think, dude. People know enough about 205. NXT is never featured on a main roster show, and it's consistently like one of the top-rated shows. 205 Live needs to build buzz, and I get that doing it on Raw is one way to do it, but they've never been able to do it effectively. Yeah. They always had, like, tag team showcase matches on Raw, or generally that's what they did, um, and they never quite worked. Yeah. And then I'm guessing they don't want to incorporate storylines too stringently on Raw for fear that people might miss something. I don't know. Make it its own. I think they've done a good job over the past two weeks of We've making always, it something. We've always had different approaches. Like, I think they should, there should be more crossover, mm-hmm. and you think there should be none. So, we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'll put it this way. I'm happy, with, I'm happy with the way it's been the last couple of weeks. Yeah, same here. So... All right, let's do one more question. We still got play per view to do. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> oh, this is interesting. Alex C is real. With all pay per views becoming dual branded, and therefore spots on the card becoming harder to get, is now the time for WWE to bring a cross brand trios title. What potential teams would you like to see? 
yes, I'm a huge fan of that. I would rather see a women's tag division, though. Yes. Um, I I kind of take issue with the idea that the pay-per-views are going to be... I think the WWE has been skewing more towards on the non-big fours, and obviously not Survivor Series. They've been going more towards multi-man matches anyways. And if they're expanding the, the lower pay-per-views to four hours... Even if they're co-branded, I kind of feel like everybody's going to get their yeah, yeah. their shake. And these love TV time, hopefully on Raw and SmackDown, to build you know build yourself up the card. And I suspect the the, the if they're going to have a four hour pay per view for like let's say Backlash or whatever, yeah yeah, they they might have Plenty a two hour kickoff show yeah. to to feature those yeah. people. I think it's probably much to do about nothing. All right, pay per view time. Should we do some elimination chambers? I'm gonna do. SummerSlam 2003, I think. So what is the limit? Or what is uh, pay-per-view Larson? We quiz each other on the results of old pay-per-views. <laughs> That's actually the perfect summation. Very good. Um, you're doing 2003. SummerSlam 2003. You're doing we'll SummerSlam 2003. Chamber match. Then. That's what they said during commentary last night. Yes, I have eight matches. Or I can do seven since one was on Sunday Night Heat. <coughs> All right, keep that up. I'm going back in back in time. It's a long show. I'm pushing an hour and a half. Um, I know. So we're doing a, a gauntlet show. Right. Did we do an elimination chamber one last week? I don't remember. Probably. Do you like Elimination Chamber 2012? I know we didn't have done that one. Okay. And I don't know it <laughs> that well. I'll just, do, I'll just do it. I might have just swerved you, Steve. I think I remember. No, I know we haven't done it for the show. I think I've seen 2012. But that doesn't mean I remember anything about it. All right. I'll, uh, how many? I have eight. Eight? Jeez. Why would you have? Hold on a second. You don't have to do Elimination Chamber match. I do whatever you I want. I know I can do what I want. Do, a, do a, a, a War Games match. That's kind of like Elimination Chamber. You're doing SummerSlam. When was, what, was the, what was the second Elimination this Chamber? This is the second Elimination Chamber. The first What's one was Survivor Series 2002, I think. What's the fourth Elimination Chamber match? I don't know. List of oh my Elimination Chamber. We're going to be here all day. I might eat lunch at some point. Elimination Chamber matches. Alright, here we go. <clears throat> uh, oh, perfect. Okay. Uh, oh. I will go with No Way Out 2008. Alright, alright, alright. Alright, alright, alright. Here we go. And I've got... Oh, perfect. Seven. We can do seven. Cool. Okay. I will start. You start. La Resistance mm. versus the Dudley Boys in a tag team match for the World Tag Team Championship. Who came in as champion? La Resistance. Was it SummerSlam? Yeah. Oh, Dudley Boys. Nope. No? Nope. La Resistance? This was not one of the Dudley Boys... Many title wins? Yeah, nope. All right, here we go. In a singles match. Singles match. The gold standard himself, Shelton oh. Benjamin, took on the Monster Kane. Who won? 
Shelton Benjamin. The Monster Kane. Earned it. Next, false can anywhere match between Eric Bischoff and Shane McMahon. Ah! Shane McMahon. Yeah, put a finger up. <laughs> In a singles match for the ECW Championship, the champion, Chavo Guerrero, took on challenger CM Punk. CM Punk. Wrong. Wow. Somehow Chavo Guerrero won in seven minutes. Fatal four-way match for the United States Championships. Uh, Chris Benoit. Was who is champion? Hold on. I'm getting to it. Oh. Chris Benoit, Tajiri, Rhino, okay. and the champion, Eddie Guerrero. What year was this? 2003. 2003. Benoit, Rhino, Guerrero, Tajiri. and Tajiri. I'll say Benoit won. Nope. Guerrero retained. Yep. <clears throat> Man. We're not doing too well. Next up. Next. The actual one, the, the Elimination Chamber match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, oh, oh no. This was, I'm sorry. This was an Elimination Chamber match for, an, for a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship gotcha. at, Ma- at Mania. Gotcha. And it featured Big Daddy V. The Great Kali, MVP, mm-hmm. Finley. Mm-hmm. Again, another guy they took his name away from. Batista. All right. And The Undertaker. Batista. The Undertaker. Oh, damn it. I should have thought about that more. Uh, a singles match for the WWE Championship. Kurt Angle, the champion, versus Brock Lesnar. When was this? SummerSlam? Yeah, 2003. Say Brock. No. Kurt Angle won? Yep. Who won at WrestleMania? Oh, Brock won at Mania. Yeah, yeah. Damn it. Idiot. Neither of us are doing very well. I have one. I have zero. In a career threatening match. Oh, no. Ric Flair versus Mr. Kennedy! Career threatening match? I guess, yeah. It's only a retirement match? I guess. Ric Flair. Yeah. Very good. Because you know that. Mr. Kennedy did not retire. No. Rick Flair. Uh, next. Rob Van Dam versus Kane, no holds barred. RVD versus Kane, no holds. I'll say RVD one. Nope. What the? Mm. Do you have, you have one? Yeah, you have one. I have one. Yeah, I have one. In a singles match for the WWE Championship. Here's a toss-up if I ever heard one. Randy Orton, champion. John Cena challenger. <laughs> uh, Wait, who was champ? Orton. Orton. Randall versus John. Yeah. I'll go with Randall. No, John Cena won. Lol Cena won. up. It really is. God, we, we're terrible at this. Yeah, man. Uh, main event, Elimination Chamber match for World Heavyweight Championship. Saw Shawn Michaels versus Goldberg versus Kevin Nash. Versus Randall Orton versus Chris Jericho versus the champion, Triple H. HBK. No, Triple H. Retained. <laughs> God damn it. All right, here you are. Your one chance to beat me. Elimination Chamber. 
And this is for a shot at the WWE Championship at Mania. All right. Uh, JBL. All right. Wait, which, which, which title? World Heavyweight or WWE? WWE. Okay. Uh, JBL. Yeah. Umaga. All right. Chris Jericho. Shawn Michaels. Jeff Hardy. And Triple H. Goes Triple H. Very good. You win. You win, you bastard. Uh, two, two to one. I'm the man. Uh, I'm the man. Anyways, we gotta get out of here. We got so much to do. Hilton. Hilton's back from the All Star game. Great job, Hilton. Wondering why he didn't hop in there when Fergie was eating shit. <laughs> hey man, she took a risk. Didn't work. I know. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you fail in life. Anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. It didn't work! It didn't work! We're still recording.